Welcome to the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin, where to begin, grow, and aspire to become the best stylist you can be. Whether you're thinking about becoming a stylist, opening a salon, or developing your skills as an experienced stylist, the next step of your beauty career starts here. Each week, we'll discuss strategic ways to design, plan, and execute on becoming a stylist that excels behind the chair and above the bottom line. Here's your host, Tracy Franklin. So in most jobs, how you get a raise is really, really clear. You're working for someone else. They've already got the benchmarks in place for you. They're leading you. They're guiding you. Many commission salons, they also function this way. They function on a level system and there are metrics that have to be met in order to receive a raise. You should absolutely be expecting a raise in this industry. There is no reason for you to sit still financially or otherwise in an industry that holds limitless potential. So when an entry-level stylist hits their benchmarks six weeks straight or over a 12-week average in my salon, they qualify for a raise, a level jump, if you will. And that's approximately a 10% increase on all of their services. So when is it time? Is there even a time? How do you know? Well, this is completely based on a motivated stylist who puts their share of the work in. You know, you can't expect the salon that you work at to do all the work, all the recruiting of clients. You have to show up strong and motivated every single day or none of it works. Your first raise should and can usually happen in the first six months to a year with another one following again, usually eight to 12 months later. So what do you measure and how do you measure it? Well, one of the metrics that you should be measuring is the percentage of time that you're booked. Supply and demand, honey, still the same. So if you're booked 85% of the time that you are scheduled, then you are in high demand. Now let's talk about retail sales. Retail sales is important to the overall experience for a guest. Not being set up for a win with their take-home products is detrimental to their success and yours. So many times I hear stylists say, well, why do I really have to sell retail? Doesn't it just help the salon? Why wouldn't you want to help the salon? They're the one paying for your continued education. They're the one making sure that the shelves are stocked and the marketing is happening. So why wouldn't you want to do your part to contribute to a process and a team that overall works well when everyone does their part? Absolutely do your part. The goal for retail sales in my salon is 15% retail to service, and it is also the industry standard. So simply put, that's $15 in retail products for every $100 worth of services that you perform. Another metric that your eyes should be wide open to is pre-booking. This is like a guest planning for the future. This is like you looking ahead at your schedule for six, eight weeks and having a similar day to the day you had that day. That's the success of pre-booking. Pre-booking is a clear indication that your client is satisfied with the services that you perform or that a strong connection has been made. They are making a decision to come back to you. 75% of all of your guests should be pre-booking, and this is an industry minimum. So this will give your schedule some regularity while leaving room for those new guests as well. So maybe you don't know what your responsibility is and what the owner's responsibility is. Should you be responsible for promoting yourself on social media and creating your own content? I mean, if you're not willing to promote yourself, why should I? 
why as a salon owner should I go out of my way and take time out of my schedule to create content that promotes you when you're not doing it for yourself? It's your responsibility to create your content that you want to be known for, the services that you want to do more of, and that will help a potential client find you. Salon owners and content creators should be sharing your content on their salon page. Now, again, this is going to be easy if you are creating the content and all they have to do is share it. And now with the collaborate feature on Instagram, you can kill two birds with one stone. As a stylist, you should be holding yourself accountable for the potential clients that you bring through the door. How are people finding you and how many people are coming to that salon and mentioning your name? It is not the salon owner's responsibility to build your book. Now, it is obviously a huge benefit for them to put clients in your chair. And I find that most successful salon owners are perfectly willing to do their part. But it is hard to invest in building a book for someone that's doing the bare minimum when it comes to their own self-promotion. Creating your own content allows you to build your own brand and your own image and how you present yourself to the world. You know what's funny? I get asked at least once a day if I'm a hairstylist, and that's because I look the part. I always have. And it's a big part of how I built my business. I gave them something to talk about. You know, looking nice, having your hair done, having your makeup on, It opens up the door to talk about what I do and give them a business card because they ask questions. So honey, fix your hair, put on some makeup, maybe put on a salon tee and see if opportunity doesn't knock. We all get stuck. We all find ourselves asking what's missing. Why can't I accomplish this goal? If I were you, I would ask the seasoned stylist in your salon for tips. I mean, most of them are happy to share if you're really transparent about why you're asking. I'm struggling. I see that you're a successful stylist and I could really use a few pointers. There isn't a stylist out there with a heart that's going to have a hard time helping you. Maybe you need to download a new podcast. Do a search for episodes on raises specifically. You do not need to reinvent the wheel. Lean into what others have already figured out. There are tons of podcasts out there that will help you. And I'm sure many, many episodes specifically on raises. Learn something new. It doesn't have to be expensive. There is free and almost free education at your fingertips 24 hours a day. And after you've practiced this new skill, run a promotion on this cool new technique that you learned and get your clients interested through social media. Spend some time doing something that ignites your creativity. Get outside in nature or do something artsy. Book a class with your friends where you guys go and paint and drink wine together. Do something that fulfills your soul and ignites your artistry. Maybe you just need to clear your head. (laughs) So much of what holds us back is in our mindset. What can you do to get out of your own way? Maybe journal about it. So as a salon owner with stylists that have gone a year or maybe two years without a raise, it's very disheartening. It's, it's disheartening for me that I'm not able to help them grow. It's disheartening for them. They feel like they're putting in the work. Whether or not they are, they feel like they're putting in the work and they don't feel like they're getting anywhere. The problem is simple. Consistency. Consistency. They don't show up consistently. Good days are followed by average or below average days. I mean, you have to create a process 
a way that you do things that is the same every single time so that it becomes so ingrained in you, so a part of who you are that you always do it instead of sometimes do it. You can overcome this challenge with daily reflection. How did I show up today? How do I need to show up tomorrow to make up for the lack that today had? If you're only reflecting on your progress once or twice a month, it's too late. It's too late. You cannot go back. You cannot change the past. But if you are reflecting on a daily basis, yeah, you can't go back and change the past, but you can learn from it and show up stronger tomorrow. So what's the norm? I mean, as a salon owner, how often do I see stylists receiving a raise? A stylist, even in the entry level position, can get a raise one to two times in the first 12 months of their employment. Again, assuming they're showing up strong every single day and then once a year for the next five years. And to be honest, at that point, a lot of them will move on to independence. And that's okay. I'm thankful to be part of their journey. And I appreciate all they've done to help me and help me grow my business. So what's something that I do every single day as a stylist to ensure that I'm constantly leveling up and working toward growth? Well, one is plan my day. I drink my coffee and I strategize. I look at my schedule and I look for opportunities. And I map out those processes in my head ahead of time, the conversations that I'll have with my clients so I'm not fumbling for my words when they get there. I'm prepared. Success does not happen by accident, guys. It happens by creating an effective process and showing up consistently every single day. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like a PDF of the processes that I use for growth, then you can find it in the show notes. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin. If you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin is a Morgan Franklin production. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Editing and post-production by Mike Franklin. Want to find out more about Tracy and the Aspiring Barber and Beauty Academy? Go to AspireBarberAndBeauty.com.